That's two. Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings, part of the Converging Flow. How is everyone doing? Uh, If you're new to the program, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you are subscribed and tried and true, welcome back. Um, Always great to connect with everyone. Okay, I'm trying, um, just disclaimer here, a new mic setup, and it didn't quite work. So we're winging it. If you can let me know in the chat how sound is. That would be great. Um, Tried something different with the mic set up. Uh, Actually calling through the computer, through BTR, and it didn't quite work. So here we are back again. Uh, Anyway, I'm really excited for today's program. We've got a, a full moon in Gemini. It's a great time for communication. Also could be some communication mishaps like what just happened now as well. Uh, but it's really a time to kind of rethink your mindset of how you're living, what you're doing in your life, what's your focus, um, you know, what are your beliefs, and what completing. You know, full moons are culmination times, um, and it's a lot to do with completing, culminating, and usually a manifestation of something that you've been focused on or working on, or at least an aha or insights uh, that greatly help you. So. You might want to take a look at that. Um, if you're new to the program and you'd like to call in, uh, that number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad. Um, I'll be doing listener call-in and um, answering questions and such. Sound is great. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you in the chat. Appreciate it. What would I do without you? Thank you, Tammy, so much. So much appreciate it. Um, and hello, everyone in the chat. Also, in chat. Okay, lots going on. Okay, so I had. Um, I'm going to get to listener questions, and then we've got an interesting guest at the second half of the program, David Wood. We're going to be diving into tough conversations that can change your life. Oh, I love that. So you want to stick around for that. Again, the call-in number is 347-539-5122. Also want to invite everyone to join me on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. You know, I've been big on the Soul Insights for, I don't know, so many years. Um, But 
there's really some good information. There's great resources on the channel, attunement, alignment meditations, uh, talks on resonance. I did a talk um, for the New Paradigm Expo, and that's on there. And then I'm doing monthlies, tuning in monthly through the astrology, each 12 astrology signs. And so you may want to check that out, look at your sun, moon, and rising. And then I'm also doing the weekly soul insights um, where I'm tapping into the energies for the week. So got that going on. You can go to my blog, soulplayground.life. There's resources there as well as uh, my blog. And of course, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is pretty, you know, in real time, actually. So a lot of sharing uh, there as well. And then let me know what you want, what you need. You know, if you have any questions or want clarification on something or maybe you're new to the path or you're at a certain juncture in the path where a lot is changing, um, you know, you can always email me through my blog or uh, YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, either the Awakenings group, um, you know, or leave a comment. And of course, you can always do private personal uh, sessions with me. And you can find that information on that at soulplayground.org. Oh, and I want to mention too, I do have a call them teleworkshops, but they're really healing sessions or empowerment sessions, um, metaphysical sessions. But I am doing a winter solstice alignment and attunement meditation. And we're going to be working with key codes to draw in what's missing, what's missing in your life. So whatever we need and one is always there. It may be just etherically. It may not be in the form that we want. And so there are certain tones, key codes that you can tap into uh, to bring in more of what it is that you want that is already within you. Okay, so it's really about accessing this part of you. And I really feel blessed that um, I well, let me just give you the story. I had come out of a um, deep, deep meditation work. I've been um, over a month on the mountain, and it even didn't drive for like ten days. And just doing a lot of writing, a lot of inward work, inner work, a lot of meditation, getting clarity in the new year, and, and also some of the channelings that I did ten and twelve years ago. Some of those things collectively, governmentally, are starting to come. Uh, out and so I wanted to tap in with my guides and they get, they're the that's where this whole workshop came because I wasn't going to do something in December I was getting the message no no just take a break and then I got this amazing download and I thought oh and they said you know you need to do it on the 21st and I looked and of course the solstice is on a Saturday and those of you that have my workshops and I love doing them on Saturdays, um, sometimes Saturdays, but mostly Saturdays. So anyway, if you want more information on that, uh, you can go to soulplayground.life at the events um, happenings. It says workshop and events. Be inspired and empowered, and you can go there. So, yeah. Okay, so I am going to get to callers, but I do want to dive into this question that we got from Luis. Where is it? It was a really good question about um, the divine masculine and divine feminine. I put it out here. I've got so many emails to get through. And it was pretty amazing because he was asking 
to dive in more, what is the divine feminine? What is the divine masculine? And what is and basically, what does that mean? And been hearing a lot of people talk about this and, um, and in different ways, you know, twin soul, twin flame. And, you know, what does that really mean? You know, what is the, um, in Australia, okay, call it in Australia, what is the balance? I talk about it as a balance and harmonization of our qualities, light, dark, intuitive, logic. Um, so let's see. I'm also intrigued. Uh, so it's Lou. I'm also intrigued by the idea of masculine and feminine playing out in relationships, as some recent psychic tarot readings suggested that I'm the more masculine counterpart and my man, the more feminine or dynamic, and then we tend to balance each other out. I kind of get it, but I kind of don't, Michelle. Here's a timely sign from spirit in the form of some driftwood that washed up on the shore. So there was some beautiful, oh, okay, so it's Louise. Louise from, okay, I misread it. Hey, Louise uh, from Down Under. And I talked about it in my Equinox Portable Light, Karmic Clearing, Ancestral Healing, and Timeline Changes, uh, which you can go on my blog, uh, which was September 22nd, 2019. Um, so let me just, because I feel this is really important, and I really will probably devote a whole show on this at some point, a whole episode, because it is so important. And we have to take it away from gender. It's not really gender about gender, or it's not really about um, the masculine, the feminine, or if you're in a masculine body or, you know, male body, right? We all, we all have masculine and feminine within us. The feminine energies are masculine energies within us. And they are the basis of creation and creativity. So if we look at when we open up to receive divine insight, inspiration, when we're feeling, you know, we're aspiring to something, that opening up into the void, into the collective, the, the, and I don't mean just, I don't mean mainstream consciousness. I mean the all that is. The void, the womb, is the feminine, okay? But when we start putting that message or whatever we're receiving, whatever we're opening up to, when we start putting that into form or putting it into some form of action, that is the masculine energy. So you can really get some clarity if you look at it from the standpoint of energy, energetic medicine, energy, energy healing, um, obviously things, uh, you know, uh, martial arts, you know, Tai Chi, looking at Chi, Ki, Prana. So it's, it's, it's electrical magnetic. So the feminine aspect of us and all life that is, is magnetic, right? It's receptive. It, it draws to, it absorbs, it merges. The masculine is the electrical, which differentiates. So the, the feminine is undifferentiated. The masculine is differentiated. The feminine is formless. The masculine is form, okay? Now, what's interesting when we talk about the totality of the all that is, it's a complete blend of the masculine and feminine. So you really could, you know, the formlessness and the form come together, okay? Why is this changing? Okay, because we're getting out of rigid, um, okay, so if everything is energy and it, and, and it runs on energy, 
we're energy. Everything is energy. And it's emotions, energy, and motion. So everything's energetic. Our impulses, our desires, our intentions, the way we get things done in our life and in, in the world is based on an energetic balance. You know, people have heard type A, type B. Um, the idea to, you know, get ahead. Now, again, the masculine is needed. So when people say get ahead or move ahead or make it happen or go get it. Though that's, that's masculine terminology that's based – now, when it's too extreme, which is what we've had in the world, then we get into extreme – we get into separation, we get into isolation instead of separating out. We get into the extreme of that is, you know, do or die, or, you know, people say, you know, get ahead at any cost, or the grind, right? It's this constant forward motion or movement, which is the masculine taken too far. So if we look at a polarity, that we have masculine on one side, feminine on the other, and then the third aspect is what is created, okay? Some creation comes through. So out of that formlessness, out of that cosmic void or womb, it begins to take shape and form. But still, for the, the third part, which is the son or the daughter, if we look at it in, in these terms, divine mother, divine father, if we look at it in, in those terms, there is a third entity, there is a third something that takes shape and form. So the, there's the formlessness and the form because something usable becomes something earthed, becomes something manifested through the blend of the of the masculine and the feminine. So what does this mean? This means that as we become more heart-based or more heart-centered, as we're aligning more to resonance, we're using our masculine aspect of being and thinking and seeing the world in a different way. Okay, the brain, the brain chemistry is actually even changing. So when we're relying more on our intuition, our connection to spirit, our aspect as our spirit as a spiritual being, that is the realm of the feminine. Now, where we place it and how we place it in the world, you know, it's, that becomes the masculine energy. Because that is changing and has changed, actually, is, is changing in the new paradigm and has changed to some degree, you find expressions that have different balance. And now it can be, you know, gender, being more gender fluid, you know, or different ways of looking. See, so it opens up, you know, the, the masculine is more of, it's not just the ego. And a lot of people make mistake of that. It's not just earth or human consciousness or the human aspect of consciousness. You know, the male is not just, you know, it is the left brain. But it's not a lot of people attribute it to, you know, the ego functioning. But we actually have both, you know, in, in the egoic functioning. We, we do have the feminine, the, re, the receptive aspect. So you can't just go one is spiritual and one is not. One is human, one is spiritual. It's not like that. Now, as the balance changes, how we live, how we are with ourselves, how we interact with others will change. The focus will change. 
what is happening is we're becoming more relational or we're being we're having more consciousness in our relating or how we relate more conscious awareness and a, a focus on the importance of relating and that we are relational beings we've always been interconnected to everything and everyone we've always been relational beings i mean if you look at all of life on the earth plane it really all is all about relationships it's all about relating. It's all about the interconnectedness. Now, when the game and the old paradigm kind of, you know, went as far as it could to get into that idea of, you know, separate, you know, have, have not, you know, this, this making it, this attaining, this kind of striving. Um, this is why I do not believe in the grind. I say, I don't believe in the grind. I believe in the flow. You know, that that's my thing. I don't want to be in a grind. You know, I know it's kind of a cool colloquialism. Um, however, the grind is, is very patriarchal. Now, this doesn't mean there's not, there's, this doesn't mean now we're going, oh, we did patriarchy and now we're going to do matriarchy. You no, know, it doesn't mean that. We don't know. It's a blend of the two, and it will be called something else. It will not be called patriarchy or matriarchy. So we're also, because we're psychologically, mentally, emotionally redefining the masculine and the feminine, but it's already happening before even the thinking aspect of us, the brain. It's already happening through the shift, if you want to look at it, universally from God, the all that is, if you want to look at it planetarily through astrology, if you want to look at it through numerology, whatever lens, you want to look at it, the shift of the axis of the earth, that the earth is becoming more electrical, so we need to become more magnetic. You know, the earth is less magnetic, and we're a counterpart. It's the counterpart that's shifting, and the sh- in, in shifting the counterpart, which is us and all of nature, shifts how we express and experience life, nature, and ourselves. So it's the fundamental way that we are that is changing. And we're moving out of binary. That's the biggest thing my guys have told me. We're moving out of binary thinking, binary consciousness. You know, ones and zeros, ones and zeros, black and white, yes and no, good and bad. You know, that is very locked in, and it's an overemphasis on a masculine energy that wants to put things into boxes or labels, into form, into something that's tangible. So there is something, I, my, I love to amorphous, there is something that is being co-created that we're all responding to, and we can see it in different ways manifesting. We can th- see it manifested through more ambigu- ambiguities, um, ambivalence for, you know, even consuming, people less consumption, more creativity, um, less focused on things, you know, things is meaning something, meaning, uh, you know, your worth. Um, You could see it in um, what I love, even when I was modeling, they called it um, ambiguous. You know, I got booked a lot because I was ambiguous. I could look like many different races or come from different cultures so cheaper to hire me because many different people, four or five or six different races, religions, or whatever, cultures are going to think, oh, she's one of us, she's one of, you know, whatever. So that whole idea of ambiguous, you know, the true melting pot that we are, but it's it's been there, but it is in the new emerging consciousness, it's wanting to be more salient. It's wanting to come to the top 
so that we're living more from the inclusiveness, right, which is, which is just a shift in the balance of the masculine and feminine to bring more of the inclusiveness in, which is more the feminine. So it's not getting rid of the masculine. We need, we need both, but it's the shift. There's a rebalancing that's taking place. And again, this is why you hear fluid or gender fluid or, you know, or I'm questioning LGBT. I saw something the other day, QI. I don't know what the I is. I think Q is questioning. Um, maybe there was an even IA. I don't know. I was watching some show and they mentioned that. So again, it's like, okay, that we're, we're more than, there's a range. It's not just biracial. There's multiracial, multicultural. So do you see the expansion? That is the soul. The soul lives expandedly and is very comfortable with diversity. This is how you know if you're connecting or someone's connecting from the soul. They're not only more comfortable in their skin, but they're comfortable with the diversity because the diversity is all of light. If, if it's here, whether we like it or not, or understand it or not, if it's here, there's enough of vibrational resonance, okay, uh, for it to be here. Yeah. Things are not here that do not have enough of a vibrational component. So some things you will see will begin to be uh, more what I want to say, it will begin to be more um, inclusive. And, and again, if you could check the boxes, race, religion, culture, that things, are, you know, people are moving more towards spirituality and less of religion. I mean, I attended a service, um, it's a great service. Um, it was a Topanga Christian Fellowship. Uh, shout out to Nicholas and... Um, lovely wife who's a great massage therapist Shannon uh, who I had a treatment with um, and it was it's it's Christian fellowship ah, I don't care I, I go certain things that I don't really agree or believe or to me are limited that's the only reason I wouldn't align to it if it's, it's a little more limiting thought I just kind of like put it to one side uh, but a really great talk um, and he even said religion isn't working but spirituality is so however you want to term that. So again, think inclusivity, think things that are opening up. There's more blending, merging, and a harmonizing. Not losing us as individuals, unique individuals, individuated, separated out, but the recognition that we're all from one source. We all are more the same, but we're individuated out. We've separated out in our uniqueness with our unique gifts, talents, ways of looking at things. And how can we do that? It's not the cult of personality that you have to believe and think like I do and look like I do and dress like I do because that means something. You wear all white or you eat meat or don't eat meat or you're vegan or you're, oh, that means your that means your spirit, that means we get along. No, it's something more. It's something more intrinsic that is beyond all of that conditioning. It includes it, but it's beyond. So we're meeting each other, and more importantly, in a way, ourselves, more in that acceptance of what is, which is our divinity, that which is our perfection, that we are perfected form. We may not be perfect. We make mistakes. 
We let ourselves down. We let other people down, but we are perfected form. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So how we're, limit, how we're living, even if we feel limited, we feel we failed or we're not doing well or we made a mistake or we're challenged or we're going through challenges, that that is all in the plan of our life, of our soul purpose. That fits in perfectly to what's happening on the earth plane, in the universe, at this time, at this moment. Even if we don't understand it or don't like it, it's perfect for our unfolding and how we're fitting into the unfolding of the all that is. Whatever we're adding to as us is perfect. And it's about finding that perfection on the soul path, within the soul design, within the soul signature. It's about finding that and understanding that that on the earth plane, there is going to be imperfection. They're up and down and disappointments and tragedy and loss. That is, like I was telling a friend of mine the other day, that is the earth game. That is the game of life. That is, it only happens on this dimension as far as I've seen and experienced. And we come here to shift and change and grow, but most importantly to connect, to share our gifts, connect and love each other. And to shift the game, many of you have come here, light workers, light beings, star seeds, especially the star seeds, come here to shift the game, right? It, to grow and evolve and in a way leave the place even better. Okay, so that is totally happening. So again, you're going to see this coming out, you know, in this whatever gender neutral, amb- ambiguous whatever, you're going to see more options opening. We see this. I know when I was doing a few tech talks, a lot of the tech companies and other companies, you know, people that are tracking uh, jobs and careers, they called it the hybrid economy, that people would be putting uh, two jobs or careers, two careers together that may seem disparate, might seem they don't go together. So maybe the astrologer that does finance, and then she's that person's this kind of a client. Astrology financier uses astrology in picking stocks and working with companies. So what is that? See, do you see again more pies, not more pieces of the pie sliced up? Yes, that's happening, but we're baking more pies because we're putting things together in different combinations. Again, out of the binary, there's different combinations. And when you distill that down, that's, that's, an, that's energy. That's, that's the change of the matrix or the design. It's like maybe there used to be three and three, and now there's two and four, right? Or there's four and four and six and six. You know, whatever the design is, whatever, it's like looking through a kaleidoscope. We've been working through one design or one template, one form, and that is changing, that is opening up. And it begins with all of us as we, as we shift, as we shift and reshift, right? There's a, an adjustment taking place to understand our own expression and experience, our own divine matrix, our own soul design or matrix, right? Our own soul signature and understand our own balance and how that's expressed and experienced in life. But then to be consciously on a path to notice where we're stuck. Are we stuck in the binary? Are we stuck in too feminine or too masculine? Are we stuck too electrical or too magnetic? Are we, where are we stuck? How can we open up more? How can we integrate the other 
so we're not so much at the extreme of the polarity plane. We're more in the middle range. There really is something to the Buddha saying the middle way. There's a reason for that. So it is, and it's no longer the unequal cross. You know, it's the equal cross, which is more metaphysical. The the unequal cross was based on religion, where the middle uh, pole or pillar, if you will, was longer, which means which was vertical, which had to do with spirit. Being and then the other part of the cross, the horizontal, had to do with the airplane, which was also shortened. In metaphysics, the cross is equal. It's equal because the recognition is. Both are needed, not only needed and necessary, but they're one and the same. The spirit and material are one and the same. They're just different manifestations. We are consciousness made manifest or made into physical form, but it's all spirit or spiritual. So again, we're getting more equal, more harmonized, but it's not tit for tat. It's not two over there and two over there. It's the right blending, which you can only really know intuitively and how you feel and your life works. So that is it. It's much broader, more expansive, I would say, than the idea of male and female uh, or even sexual orientation or gender. It embodies those, but it's much bigger. It's a broader idea because it's, it's, we're talking about the basis of creation and life. You know, we're talking about the plant and the seed that comes from the plant, and then the seed is seeded in the soil and sprouts and creates another plant, right? We're really talking about that cycle of life. We're we're talking about, and you can look at it from sacred geometry, from the fractal, you know, lens or experience. We're literally talking about shifting the way that life is experienced and expressed through us and all of life, but it's already happening. See, that's the thing. It's already happening through nature. We're just to be opening up to it. And it can be looking through the lens of how you're living your life. Are you overly driven? Are you overly thinking things, overly logical? Do you need to drop into the heart of feeling, connecting of compassion, self-compassion, compassion for others, listening to your own intuition, knowing that you're not just procrastinating. Someone told me the other day it was procrastinating. It had to do with fixing my car, <laughs> which just needed a battery. Um, no, I wasn't. I had gotten to my guides. I had gotten the message just to leave the car, leave it alone, leave everything, and focus on my, on my videos and my writing and doing my deeper meditation and inner work. And then that's when this tele-workshop came from the guides. So sometimes what looks like procrastination from the logic mind, the surface mind, the male aspect that could be on high gear, because the, the healthy male aspect waits. It's okay with waiting for right action, okay, for what it re- what is received from the feminine aspect of being, and then to respond or act to that. Just like the feminine aspect is fine with the right action because no, it's, there's a trust there by what one has received to then put into action. So we can look at it through that lens of the divine masculine, divine feminine, divine mother, father, you know, the, all that is. 
it's the totality, but we're looking at how we fit in and how creation happens so that we can be more in the creator mode. And, you know, and again, acknowledge that and recognize that and be more conscious creators. I do dive into a bit of this, of the conscious creation aspect um, in my Universal Laws uh, CD, Understanding the Universal Laws and Activating the Law of Magnetic Attraction. So if that's something that interests you, you can always get, I don't know if you, it might be on my website or you can find it in, I don't know, Apple, iTunes, various things, Amazon. Uh, anyway, I hope that's brought some clarity. Louise, I think you're in the chat. Is that you that asked the question? Hello, hello. In the chat room. Um, it's a great topic for me, especially with my Jungian background. Um, and I work a lot with myth and archetypes as a tarotist um, and Jungian and working with dreams, dream chain and dream therapy. So I really love the idea of you know, every card is masculine, feminine, you know, the archetypes, various archetypes, masculine, feminine, some more of a combination. We all are a combination anyway. But that is our existence on the earth plane is based on these energies, whether you want to call them gods, goddesses, archetypes, you know, the major arcana, you know, the, the uh, significator cards in the tarot, um, you know, the kings and queens and pages and uh, priests and high priests and sage, that's all based on a, a type of energy. And so as you as we're playing with this more, we're realizing, wow, this is, it's all about energy, a quality of energy. But all qualities are needing. We're just reshaping. We're just rebalancing. That's what's happening. There's a rebalancing, and, of course, it will affect us individually as people in, in all areas that we express and experience life as a person. And then, of course, in our systems, in our, you know, institutions, in our very fabric of how we live. So it's a very powerful time. We're going to see a lot more ramped up um, between 2021 and 2023 on this, uh, especially in 2023 when Pluto moves into Aquarius, um, joins Saturn there. We will see... um, Let's see, 2023, I think Saturn will be out of there. I think there's a little dance between Saturn and Pluto there. I'm not sure. I have to look at it. I haven't looked at my ephemeris. All right, let's get to callers, and I hope that brought some insight. Great question. I loved it. You can always email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com when you have questions like that. Hello, and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, this is Amla. How are you? Amla, hey, Amla, welcome. Thank you. Um. I have a question about this person. I just, can you tap into him? I keep on going back and forth with him. Whatever I do, I can't let go. And I feel like every time we are apart, there's growth and that like it's, it's, all, it's infinite growth. It's amazing. And then when we come together, it's even more amazing. And then it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I was just wondering what do you feel for this person? Do you feel like we'll be committed to each other next year? Well, that's funny you said that because I feel next year is a turning point, but I do feel a lot of push-pull energy. I feel like it's you're having to wait to hold the space because I feel this person cannot handle the – I don't think it's intense, but they feel there's an intensity there. Let me see. What's coming yes. up for Amla and that person they're dating? Yes. Well, it doesn't show a complete break off. 
So, and I'm even feeling there could be changes around May. Um, but, okay. but it does show some form of restriction. So it's going to be a bit, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit, uh, let's see, what's the best perspective? Let me see. I'm going to take, because it, it does show, well, it does hang in there. there. There's a lot that you two are learning. It's very transformative. Yeah, uh, on how you relate. I feel also could be mother issues or the idea of mothering or how you take care of yourself and take care of each other. Yes. I'm yes. just getting to stick with it how it is. If there's a karmic aspect. I mean, everything is karma, but I'm going to say Saturnian in the way that it's you're learning something new. And it's going to either go to that next level or it's going to break off and three to six months later you'll meet someone else. And he probably would cycle back around. So I feel like there's two ch- more chances with this person. There's, it, there could go, could go deepening because there's a free will choice here on their part, on both of your part. Um, but even when it, if it does become done, it's not totally done. So I hope that's that helps what's happening. You. It's interesting, Michelle. That's oh. exactly what's been oh. happening. Oh, it's so <laughs> weird. It. It's been a year and a half of this. A year and a half, and no matter what, it's like we break, and 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 my heart, like I could feel him. It's just my intuition has skyrocketed. I'm totally into his energy field. He lives ten minutes away. He feels like he's in Alaska, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. it's just so far away physically, but I feel him like he's like right next to me. It's really weird. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and it just, it just seems well, like you can't break out. Like, well, I know. Just Go let ahead. it cycle. Just keep doing your life and let it cycle out. Because I, again, I don't feel it's like you, you really can't. It, it, it's this is where we okay. realize that there's like something there's bigger potential? than us. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. That's you feel um, like it's definite potential that it could be together. Yes, but I don't know. But again, the guys gave me two answers. So there's something okay. kind of, I don't know, like that he could. See, the thing is, if he doesn't do it, but like seal the deal, I think May or June and you, or, and you end up meeting someone, I don't know if you'll take him back if he comes back around. So you're now just allowing him. You're, it's like you're on this hike, and he's you guys are back and forth, you know, talking to each other. Right. You're in front, you're a little back, back and forth. But you're going to get to one point, and you look back, and he's not next to you. Someone else is walking. You may not take him back. Got it. So he's okay. still, but you, but there, this one piece has to play out. I can't give it any clearer because you guys are in yeah. a certain yeah. timeline. You're in a certain game. You're in a certain Pokemon. <laughs> You know, you're in a certain, yes. you got to go to the next, find the next Pokemon. There's no way around it. Got it. No, it makes, you're, right, you're, you are right on. You're, you're right on to my energy. Thank you so very much. It's very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Much peace. Bye. God bless. Thank you. God bless Bye. you too. You're so welcome. Bye. Okay. Let's see. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Oh, hello? Yeah, hi, you're on air. Can you hear me? Oh, I hi, can. Michelle, it's Mitchie. Hey, Mitchie, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, how are you? You, but you you're you, a rock star with uh, the videos, the YouTube, like, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're I'm doing so 
I want the world to be together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. Why not? You're the best. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> okay, so I have a two-prong question, both related to the same thing. So I, I am a financial – these past two years have been – I've been kind of crazy for me and financially, you know, we're tight and I have a new business that I started back in May. I was wondering what do I have to do to make it? Cause I have no clients yet. And okay. yet I have this business. What do I have to do to make it, you know, get going and bring income? Oh, okay. Well, okay. The first thing I got was perseverance. Keep, keep at it. The other thing I'm getting is you somehow need to anchor it. You need to make it more secure or solvent. So I don't know if it's letting more people know that you're here. Like, okay, here I am. I have this. I'm doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. So it could be some form of advertising or reaching out to people. could be on social media. Um, Okay. It's, let's see. Okay. Okay, hold on. Money and bring clients in. Um, now, interesting enough, February looks pretty good, and March. So, how long is it? So, okay. I feel like for some reason it's reading like it's something new. You said the which I guess a year and a half is pretty new, right? Well, it's new as of officially as of May this year. I had done it. I had started it back five years ago. And then it ended up being too much for me. I guess the timing was it like I didn't, I wasn't ready to quit my day job back then. So I kind of stopped it back then and I started it really brand new again this year. And it's a whole new world now with social media. I am not a social media person. <laughs> and I know I have to get out of my box for that because that's just part of it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, actually because that's what I'm seeing. It, and, it, and it's so interesting because see, a, a year, you know, usually businesses, it's like, th- three to five years, you know, it, it really takes a while to get yeah. things off the ground. So it is, that's yeah. why it's saying new, but it's saying to stick with it, be, lo- be loyal, um, that you do have to put some, you have to persevere and you, I feel like people, more people need to know about you. You need to establish it. Yeah. So whatever you can do to do that, then things are going to start turning around. Okay. And also there's a lot, there's so much competition now. I've, well, so much, I mean, now there's like local competition and that kind of, I have to say it's kind of dampering my confidence in myself. I've seen these established full and I'm like, Oh, great. So who cares? You know, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, you're bringing, that's what I want to hear. Okay. You're bringing, yeah, you're bringing your stuff. I mean, like that right now, I mean, I could tell you even 10 years ago, people were not talking about the soul. And I've been doing this since, I don't know, late yeah. 80s, early 90s, early 90s. And I'm like, oh, my God. But you just got to do you because you will attract yeah. by resonance who and what is perfect for you. And I totally believe that. I've seen that. Um, yeah, I've even yeah. seen it in my other careers that I've done. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah. So, but you need to really step forward and anchor it and just put in the time. Be persevering. Okay. Be you know persistent. Yeah, that's what it's going to take. 
that's and and I kind of know that, but yeah, it's nice to hear it like more as a validation because I was thinking like, okay, well maybe all these other people are going to be better than me. <laughs> so, okay, so that's good to hear. No, and do you know is, also you when know, I always say it's not what it is mm-hmm. is some people have bigger machines behind or like like a lot of times bestseller list books. Those are because they're paying yeah. a lot of money, five or ten grand at least, maybe usually ten grand a month yeah. to be promoted, or they have circle. That doesn't mean their book is good. I've re- I get them. Re- I'm like, oh, this is like rehash, whatever. But it doesn't matter. So that this yeah. thing is just to stick with it and move forward. Oh, thank you. And you know when my financial woes will be over? <laughs> um, I don't know. Sorry for the wind. <laughs> yeah, it's more. I don't know. It gets better probably June, July, maybe yeah, June, July. Uh, cancer time. Okay. Cancer, there's a, but you, but you've got to put in the time, the energy. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Well, I, once again, you're wonderful, and thank you so much for everything that you do. You're just amazing. I talk about you to everyone, by the way. Thank you so much. Hmm? what? <laughs> I talk about you to everyone. Oh, you do? I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. And uh, yeah, send them over here. Send them my way. Send them to the YouTube channel. More to come. And I'm Will working do. on the book. So, yeah. Lots of love. Big hug. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hey, Michelle. This is Keisha. How are you? Hey, Keisha. Welcome. Doing great. Awesome, awesome. So I was calling because um, recently, um, I was saying like within the last week, I've been having like a lot of like mental um, health issues um, that have been surrounded around just a lot of stress that I've been having, a lot of things just piling up on each other um, that's caused like some distance with people that I love. And I'm wondering like, will I be able to recover with that person from it? From yeah, I've and I'm hearing recover from you. See, a lot of times when we go through stuff and we have a lot of stress, we do need to supplement, whether it's vitamins, certain minerals. I mean, GABA Calm Mind is good, or, or just yeah, extra GABA, certain foods that nurture us and ground us that are, are healthy. We want to watch too much caffeine or too much sugar, you know, that's going to throw us up and down. But I feel for you, you really need to recover. It's about you right now and getting to a certain place. And then I feel you can reach out and have a conversation. But I feel like right now, I still feel that you're overstretched. And okay. you're, wait, you're looking for a certain, you know, there's an expectation of a certain, the conversation going a certain way. And I'm not so sure it will right now. Now, mind you, your recovery might be only a week to two weeks or something. You know, it's just you need to reset you need to put the focus back on you okay that makes, that makes sense? sense yeah do yeah. that let us know yeah. reach out for help but get the you know get the support okay all right thank you okay you're so all welcome right. bye bye hello and welcome to awakenings you're on air uh, yes, my name is Casey, and I'm calling from Georgia. And um, I just wanted to ask you, hey, how you doing? Good. 
Right. Um, Go ahead. I wanted to ask you a question um, about my love life. Hello. Um, yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Can you Go hear ahead, me, Casey? Oh, yes. Yes, I can. Um, I've, I've been in a relationship with someone um, for about a little over a year, and um, I just wanted to know where do you see the relationship going? Okay. A little over a year. Now, where do you where do you see it going, or where do you feel it's going? That's prompting the question. I want you to bring yourself um, into this. Okay, we um we was a little bit. We had been like off and on, off and on, but um mm-hmm. he kind of like you know, I guess you could say like talked his way back in, and I kind of feel mm-hmm. like um he's a little bit better than where we where we used to be. Um, and I just mm-hmm. feel, I, I feel, I feel, uh, good about it. Okay. Um, he did, he, I, he did throw up, um, marriage, but I don't know if, you know, if there was just a way of getting back in. Well, I want to say to give it time, you're probably going to know, it does show perseverance. It does show, but here's the thing with anything that you're doing, even if people are returning to a workout program, it's not best to jump back in full force. I do feel trust issues between the two of you. So I would say take it slowly and just let it build, you know, maybe do more, I don't want to say casual, but just pull back on the dating expectation and where you're going. I do, Mm -hmm. I got to tell you intuitively, I do feel this could actually really turn around but I feel a lot has to do with you not jumping in because when you tend to jump in, you tend to have bigger or higher expectations. Right. And I feel like if you let this person kind of catch up a little bit, you let them kind of catch their breath and reach to you more or do for you more, you know, open the door, get some groceries, you know, let them, let them contribute more is what I'm hearing. They're going to feel better about themselves. Because you tend to carry a lot is what I'm hearing. And so you don't want to do that. Because um, otherwise, when we carry people, what happens is, one, they either resent and leave and find someone else that they can kind of fool for a while on an ego, egoic level, you know, like I'm all that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or they outgrow or they outgrow us. So I feel like you can turn things around. They are turning around. But I feel like you're. I feel like your question is coming from a place of where. What do I need to do with my behavior? What am I doing or not doing? And so this is this is why I'm sharing this with you. So I do feel there has been growth. I feel like you're on a good place or plane, but I do feel like you need to pull back a little bit, just emotionally. Let there be some space that this person can then come towards you. You know what I mean? Can reach towards you with some consistent effort or behavioral changes or some consistency there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Casey, for calling in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm loving this. We have some good questions, tough questions, uh, tough conversations that we can dial into when our guest comes online. Um, hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Who's, who am I speaking hey, with? Hey, Michelle, this is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Welcome to the program. My question is, do you see 
a higher paying job coming in for me? If you want it. Okay. And when do you see it coming? (laughs) Um, Put some energy into it. Um, See, I feel for a lot of, uh, well, probably more, maybe March, but I would say more April. Okay. Um, and working with your beliefs and what you want. See, I feel like for a, so many people that 2020 is, there's been a lot of clarity that last year and a half, two years, it's been tough. It's been challenging. People have had confronting fears, limitations, old visions of one's life that, you know, maybe were too limiting or you think, oh, maybe I could have more. So I do feel that that energy and that focus is there in 2020, but you have to put the work in, whatever that is for you. So to be honest with yourself, to say, you know, why do I not have this or where can I look for this or what do I need to do this? So 2020, you know, it's a four-year numerology-wise. It's going to be a lot about the tangible, the basic, um, practical, like making things happen to some degree, the steps. So, okay. yes, I definitely feel you are on the track to that, but it is there is some – you know, logical, mental, emotional work towards that. Okay. And is this something that okay. comes to me or do I have to like, apply or? Uh, I actually feel you apply. Now it could be through a friend or someone that you know, but I, I do okay. see you going on the interview. I do see you in that whole process. And it may be something a little bit different than what you're doing is what I'm hearing. Okay. okay it got a cute. Okay. Welcome. All right, it's time for our awakening dialogue. I love this because all of you have had some kind of questions or ideas that may need your own conversation with yourself or with another person, which is the expertise of our guest, um, as I shared at the top of the program. So uh, today for our awakening dialogue, we have David Wood a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies, including Sony Music, Exxon, and Channel. Uh, David left his Cushy Park Avenue job 20 years ago to build the world's largest coaching business. He became number one on Google for life coaching, serving an audience of 150,000 coaches and coaching thousands of people in 12 countries around the globe. David is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself, having survived a full collapse of his paraglider ensuing with a fractured spine, witnessing the death of his sister at age seven, anxiety and depression as well. He is the author of Get Paid for Who You Are, uh, Jack Canfield, friend of the show, uh, did the foreword, and he was also nominated to the Transformational Leadership Council alongside such thought leaders as Don Miguel Luis, John Gray, and, of course, the presidential candidate, Marianne Williamson. Uh, so we're going to be diving in to tough conversations, tough conversations that we avoid that can be doorways to confidence, love, and success. Welcome to the program, David. Great to have you here with us all. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, appreciate yes. you having me on the show. Yeah, this is great. Um, okay, so placed to dive in with you because uh, we've had some callers that have called in that definitely have some tough conversations or potential. So we will get to that. 
Um, I just want a little bit about your background, your first, I would call, awakening to what you're doing now. What got you on this path of helping others uh, to become more empowered and more successful? I was, um, I thought I was pretty happy in a consulting job in New York and I was working with numbers and statistics and um, someone heard that my marriage wasn't going well. And so she said, why don't you do this personal growth program? It's, it's pretty amazing. Actually, she said my wife should do it. And I thought, well, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Let's change her. But <laughs> I think I want to do it because I've never really done anything like that except when I was 17. I did a, a summer camp with Rotary that was like, wow, wait, what happened? I'm feeling things. And then that just mm. – um, and then there was like this big dry spell where I went back into mainstream life. And then I did the course – and they cracked my cynicism because I was very mm. trained, logical, grew up in an Australian town as an Australian male. And I, I wasn't very good with the emotional side. I was good with results and numbers and business systems. Mm-hmm. But this course cracked me open. And I realized that they're not just preying on self-help junkies. Uh, people who do personal development aren't. Um, by definition weak and there's a lot here so I went back to the second course and thought I'd get a little more of this and then I found out if I did the third one they would train me as a coach and I'd found myself coaching people Um, I couldn't stop myself in the course people would get stuck and they'd complain about something I'd say well have you tried this or what about this or the teacher said this would that be useful and I changed someone's life overnight and I got hooked. So that's that's how I got the call to quit my job, um, which was making good money working with some big-name clients on Park Avenue and to go into personal growth and helping people with their life. And then later on, I realized, oh, wait, I can bring the business back in, like that side of me that's really good with numbers and systems. Yeah. I can work with, with people on their businesses and their life at the same time, and that's kind of the sweet spot for me. So you were able to blend, um, which I find so much our spirit, higher self, however you want to look at it, does that. A lot of times we'll have a certain skill set, and then we go integrate another skill set that seems oppositional, and then it ends up being the combination ends up serving us so well and other people as well. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, David, did you, because you were, as you say, cynical, you had some cynicism and you hadn't done a lot of coaching. Did that help you? Did it help me to be cynical? No, to relate to other people. Well, yeah, actually, I think, the fact that I come from an Australian town and being a guy and not having emotional intelligence and seeing a lot of people like yourself, if I'm going to be candid, as kind of out there. Like I've been, I've yep. been laughing at what I call, call hippy-dippy-woo-woo stuff since I was born, basically. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I keep gravitating towards it, right? So I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> yeah. Even as I'm looking for an energy healer, I'm like, yeah, like that's going to do anything. And a friend of mine deals with neonatal trauma. He's going to help me go back to before birth and whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't really believe it. 
but I believe it enough to spend my time um, yeah. trying it out. So I think the, the fact that I spent all that time being cynical and that I'm still a bit cynical does help me bring a lot of things into mainstream because I'm not mm-hmm. just an evangelist who blindly believes in stuff. I'm very logical. So I can talk mm-hmm. to someone about microdosing or ayahuasca or energy in a way that their scientific mind can understand it and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm going to give that a try. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great blending. I think um, even though I do what I do, I'm very skeptical. I mean, I, I have to see really? it. And had I not, oh, yes, very. You know, I was born intuitive, psychic. So, But even like if somebody presents me somebody or an idea, I'm very skeptical, like, oh, let's see if they really are. Because there's a lot that are not, you know, really the, kind of the real deal. <clears throat> so I always yeah. think a healthy dose of skepticism kind of put the, you know, the truth monitor on um, is, is really good. But for me, it sounds like yours blend, and even how you said you were able now to go back and bring in the business, which I think is really important for a lot of our listeners to hear, because I think sometimes people newly get on the path, whether you want to call it spiritual path, soul path, new thought, you know, transpersonal, that you know, that baby out with the bathwater. Now I have to be all, you know, one way or the other. Or now I can't believe, right. you know, right? So that you're bringing the two and blending the two, I think is very beneficial. And for people to hear that you didn't leave one behind and just. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah. true. It wasn't, it wasn't planned but I, because I, mm-hmm. initially I thought, can I do business coaching? What do I know about business coaching? But then I built my own successful business, and then I realized I'm a geek. I'm an absolute geek. I'm a nerd. I, I like programming's fun for me, and I like systems. Mm-hmm. So you tell me, you tell me about anything that's going on in your business or your life. I'm looking for patterns. So it wasn't mm-hmm. much of a leap. And now, I, and now after 20 years of doing it, I, I've, I've learned a lot from that so it wasn't like i went oh i'm gonna bring these two together it's just life says wait a minute you're good at this and you're good at this and most people are good at one or the other so i guess Mm -hmm. the thing that makes me a bit different is that i'm good for people who want someone who can be a generalist and look at their whole life whereas if you just Mm -hmm. want business coaching you should get a business coach and if you just want energetic healing you should get an energy healer but mm-hmm. if you're looking at, no, wait a minute, I want everything to be better and I want someone who can look at the whole picture, that's where I come in. I uh, love it. Um, now, how are you looking, how do you use, what is the model that you're using when you, when you work with someone? Because you're saying you look at the whole picture. Are you assessing yeah. their life and, you know, perhaps where they are now in their life? Well, I'll give you a nice I'll give you a nice answer for this radio show and then I'll give you the real answer. Um, no, I'll do it in reverse <laughs> order. So okay, the okay. real answer is, is perhaps I am intuitive, um, but I, I listen to what's happening and then I, I uh, and then I speak and, and they seem to find it valuable. Mm-hmm. So that's the real answer. Um, I don't know if there's always a pattern in what I do. There's not a cookie cutter model that I use. Mm-hmm. However, um, as I've started doing podcast interviews and you create a website and whatever, people do like to know that there's some kind of a model available. 
that might be useful mm. or you can use it to assess their life and kind of quiz and just see like what might be missing. And what I distinguished is, is not sexy or complex. It's very simple, but mm. a lot of people are missing this. And I look at, do you have real goals? Goals that light you up and are very clear. And a, mm. and a year from now, we know what we're celebrating. Right? Super simple. Mm. The second thing is, do you have a real plan? Maybe you've got the goals, but you haven't sat down and broken it down into what has to happen by when. It's very rare that people mm. actually do that and, and actually create a, True. a proper plan. The third thing. So, it is, is fourth, so you're step. saying that that's really important. That does make a difference then. The, the planning, the goal setting, and, the, it, and it sounds like you're saying dating it. <clears throat> that, that does make a difference. Oh, only if you want to create change in time and space. If you don't care and you're happy with how things are going and you want to go into a flow state and just take what the universe gives you, then no need to do any of this. But if you're interested in playing the game called, all right, I'm going to be causing the matter. I'm going to set my intention, take action, and actually create something like a, a business or better relationships or better health. If you want to do that, then yes, absolutely. Be clear on your goals. Be clear on your plan. And then step three of the four-step plan is are you actually taking real action? Now, it's amazing. We've gotten so complex in life, and there are so many forms of stimulation. We've got Facebook and texting and TV and people coming and knocking at our door, and, uh, and then we've got 20 projects that we think we're going to do. Most mm -hmm. people are not focusing and taking real action towards their real goals. And that's not complex mm. to do. It's, it's not easy to do, but it's also simple. And so I work with clients that sometimes takes them a few weeks to start focusing and saying, all right, between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m., all I will do is this one thing that's going to move my business forward or find that partner, that life partner, or whatever it is. But how rare is that? Most yeah. people don't do that. We're flitting around from thing to thing. We do a little bit. So that'll be step three of the four-step plan. I love that. Okay, so there's your logic coming in, which is great, the, the, the left brain. And why do we not do that? Because I, I, as you were saying that, I thought, ooh, I've, I've kind of done that before. <laughs> I get kind of sidetracked or something, yeah. the focusing. And I do feel it helps to work with someone. I do feel it helps to have accountability buddy or a coach uh, for people to work with. Because sometimes I think it's hard to make these kinds of changes on your own, you know? Oh, super, super hard. We, we, we're creatures of habit and we can do amazing things, but we'll generally gravitate towards what we're used to. Now that's great mm -hmm. for efficiency and just getting, you know, getting by in life with, with little brain power, but it's not good for creating change. So when people come mm -hmm. to me, they're usually in a place like, I don't really like what's happening or I like what's happening, but I know I can do much better and the reason mm -hmm. they want to coach is because I think they've identified if they keep going with what they know, they'll keep on getting the same results. If you want mm -hmm. to create change, you can read a book. Like books are great. Podcasts and radio shows like this one are great. They are usually good for incremental change. But if you really want to change something, I find you need a solid structure and a coach is one structure. Now you asked why do we like, why is it so hard? Why do we, for example, why do we scatter so much? Well, yes. 
two, two answers come to mind. One is because we're slightly delusional and we're over-optimistic. So, and I'm one of them. I think if I try and do 20 things, I'll be more efficient. I'm going to get 20 things done. I'll be more productive if I take on a lot. Now, it just doesn't work that way, and particularly for men, we're not very good at multi, multitasking and switching channels. So it just works out that we're less productive and we actually get less done. And the other reason I think that we try and do so many things at once is because it's entertaining. We get a little hit of dopamine each time we get a text message. Oh, and it, yeah. And if I, go, if, if I go and respond to three emails, I get this feeling of, of satisfaction that I responded to three emails, even if they were useless emails, and they're not related to my number one, two, and three goals. Mm. Wow. That makes sense. So the little yeah. dopamine, or it makes you seem like you're doing work. But you're yes. not. It's like getting caught in the busy work, you know. The yeah, you're being busy, and that can be fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really knock it. Like if you want to feel busy, do that and feel busy. But if you're <laughs> complaining because your business isn't making the money that you want it to make, or you're not reaching the number of people you want to have an impact on, or you're not taking care of your health the way you want, then you, what I encourage people to do is to focus on the real goals, the real plan, the real action. And then the fourth step there is the real growth. Because I don't want people just to be really efficient at creating their goals, particularly mm-hmm. if those goals don't in- include growth. Because I have a bias. Mm-hmm. I believe that growth is where um, the most joy is ultimately going to come from. We'll learn more. We will get more efficient. But we're going to have a deeper connections with humans so I had to throw in mm-hmm. step four, which is, real, are you having real growth in your life? And what I've identified as three things to focus on if you want real growth is, how's your truth, how's your daring, and mm-hmm. how's your caring? If you can mm-hmm. increase the amount of truth in your life, you're going to grow, you'll do better, your business will actually do better, I believe, in the long run. If you increase the amount of daring in your life, you get to be more self-expressed, you get... Uh, better business results in the long run. Everything gets better and you're growing. And then the third one is caring. Am I caring for my body, for my relationships? Am I caring for my business? Are my taxes done? Uh, Do I have protocols and systems in place? Am I paying attention to my staff and making sure they feel appreciated? Do my customers feel appreciated? Because if you don't care Mm -hmm. for things, I don't think that's wrong. I just don't think it works because whatever you've created will break down. Mm. Wow, I love that. You know, it's really succinct. It's really, you can already feel it just just in our conversation, that the organization that's there. And yet it's the organization that's not cutting off, you know, big thinking or idea flows. It's an organization yeah. that's actually probably something to reprioritize, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's a model. And just like any other models, it's got its pros and cons. Like I might, I might work with a client in our first session and I might skip all of that because something else mm. might appear to be, to be more useful. And so we'll, I, I, I want to know what they want. The, the goals are always going to be important. Like where do you want to get to? But, um, and we're probably going to want to plan 
because I'm, I'm logical and I want to do that. But then the next session, they might come to me with something else that's more important for them in that mm-hmm. week. And so, you know, I'll put the rest aside and we'll deal with what's important. And then we'll come back to the plan when there's more space and time. So I <laughs> love the models. It can be useful, um, but I don't like to be a slave to, to model. Right. They're really just a t- tool to use. So there's some flexibility there. Yeah, for sure. In fact, it's, it's not even like by design. I want flexibility. I just, I'm more interested in listening to see what do you really want? And then I'm checking in. Do I buy that? Because sometimes they might say mm-hmm. something and I, I'm not feeling lit up by it. I'm not really believing them that they really want it. We might go deeper and find out maybe it's not more money they really want. Maybe they want to live in a beautiful home and feel like they have a nest that's nurturing. And they, the money mm-hmm. is just so they can get there. So it's like, all right, now mm-hmm. we've gotten clear. This is, this is what you really want. And then we might get deeper and find that that's one way to nourish themselves, but deeper connection might be another way to nourish themselves mm-hmm. or spirituality. So, we, so I'm always going to be – I can't get away from some of the model, but I'm more interested in what's going to get you there. And if they're not taking action, like clients will say to me, I feel so scattered. Okay, great. There's a clue. Let's go and dive into that. Let's get you focused on the stuff that's most important and see how that feels. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it also sounds by what you're saying that having, you know, uh, identifying the right goal is really important and maybe even more important than the goal, you know, that if you don't have the right or motivation or reasoning, maybe that's more uh, for the goal then that could, it sounds like, you know, make your rudder less usable, you know, it, it, if you're not on fire yeah. for what it is that you really want to do. And you're, you're able to tap into that, which I think is really great. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's wrong to be rudderless. If, you know, some people want that and, and they're at peace adrift on the ocean. I find mm-hmm. personally I like to set my course. I like to have a destination. It's motivating for me. Uh, hopefully the journey is fun as well. And then I can create a plan and I can get an action towards that. And then the benefit of that is not only does it feel good to have my rudder set and have a course, um, but sometimes I get there and I get the results of more money or more connection or more fulfillment. So mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, like a lot of people think in terms of right and wrong. I try and think in terms of if you are enjoying being adrift, and I had one client out of hundreds who was just, I don't even want to plan for our session. I want to be open to what comes up in our session and navigate by curiosity. And that was new for me. It's like, oh, wow, all right, let's mm-hmm. do that. But generally, I think mm-hmm. let's at least have a discussion about how could life look really amazing for you? How do we make life mm-hmm. better? And, and then let's head in that direction. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing, um, and like you talked about discussion, which ties into my next question, um, about this tough conversations that you're really uh, have a, quite a focus that there's these tough conversations that we tend to avoid, that you look at them as doorways or that potentially they could be doorways to more confidence for us, success, love. And that somehow they yeah. are defining moments or shape 
can begin to shape our world. And can you dive into that a bit more? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've always been drawn towards tough conversations because I tend to lean into what I'm afraid of. And so I found mm. myself um, with, with coaching and with support having um, addressing both the small tough conversations like someone didn't show up for a coaching call and I felt like my time wasn't being respected, right? That'd be like a minor version right up to I committed a crime when I was younger and could go to prison for it and decided to track the person down and confess and apologize and see how I could make it right. Mm. Like, so I've really looked at the gamut and, and I, and, and I've been enjoying coaching clients through that partly because they get to be self-expressed and they get to grow and their confidence grows and more recently, I looked at how does it fit with this model? How does it fit with mm-hmm. the real plan, the real goals, the real action, and the, and the real growth? And I realized that tough conversations require a lot of truth. They require a lot of daring, and they require a lot of caring. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, that, that kind of fits. And they're also an incredible doorway to growth. Every time I have a tough conversation... I think almost every time I tend to grow. I learn something about myself. I, um, I get more expanded. And the next time I have that exact same conversation with someone, it's less scary. So I realized that tough conversations are our doorway to growth, but they're also our doorway to results. And that satisfies the, the consulting actuary part of me, that this is a systems geek and wants people to have physical results in time and space. I want people to have more money. I want them to get that boyfriend or girlfriend or the partner. Um, So tough conversations are perfect because we get to grow and we get to have results at the same time. Now you said, Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned uh, something about them creating, creating our actual life or reality. And I realized that Tough conversations form the boundaries of our world. Like mm. if I'm not willing to go and talk to my boss about that pay rise, well, that's a li- that, that creates part of the wall or boundary of my reality. I'm not going to get that pay rise now because I'm not going to talk to my boss. Also, right. I might be assuming my, I'm assuming my boss isn't approachable. So that's another part of my reality that forms another boundary of my world. My boss is just not approachable. He's not going to listen to this. Um, and it, until it's challenged with a tough conversation, I'm not even going to know any different. I actually coached somebody who was interviewing for a job and she didn't like how the person was, was questioning her and how they were speaking to her. She didn't feel respected. So her initial mm. reaction was, I'm just going to tell them I'm not going to take the job. That's it. I'm not going to have a tough conversation. I just tell them I'm not going to take the job and then I'm going to run. She said, Mm -hmm. I'll have a tough monologue, not a tough conversation. And so I worked with her for a little bit and helped her to expand her reality slightly, just enough to open up possibility that maybe this boss might be open to some input. And so it was very scary for her, but she went and she said, and she followed the four-step blueprint that I, that I proposed to people. And if you like, we can give it away on your show. It's a free download. Um, but she, yeah, she asked absolutely. for permission to have the conversation. 
And then she shared the issue. She said, the way you speak kind of grates with me, and I don't feel respected. I feel kind of ordered around, and I'm wondering if you'd be open to altering that. And this guy was, he got curious. He's like, wow, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm interested. Would you show me what you mean and how I could speak differently? And she's like, oh, my God. I can't believe that anybody is open to something like that. I just assumed it's the problems with me and I'm just going to run. So it actually altered her reality to take a risk and have that tough conversation. And worst case is he might've gotten offended and said, you're too sensitive and uh, she's not going to take the job anyway. Right. That's the worst <laughs> case. She's going to feel awkward. Best case. She ended up taking the job. She's very happy with this guy. And she got something she never saw coming. She got to see that the world isn't always the way she thinks it is. And so I'm hoping that now going forward, she'll just be a little bit more open in future to maybe this person isn't the way I think they are. Maybe I can change this situation, even though it looks kind of hopeless. Mm, that's, that's pretty brave because in that type of position, you know, there can be a presumed hierarchy. Um, which brings yes. me to the point, because I've actually had with some clients and actually work sometimes with, you know, uh, coaching, you know, execs and CEOs. And what I've found a lot of times people don't want to have the conversation, especially in a that type of position, um, because of the fear of the retribution, that, that somehow it's going to damage their standing or that they wouldn't yeah. listen anyway. And, and that's kind of in that corporate culture. I, I guess, David, one question, what would you say to people, let's say, that are wanting to try this out in that kind of environment? Is, is there any nuggets you could give about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really useful to realize why it's a tough conversation for us. Like, why am I avoiding this or why I'm a bit nervous to, to do it or why am I not even considering talking to my boss about it? And you've hit the nail on the head that one of the reasons is fear of loss. So fear that yes. my boss might get, get um, I might actually lose my job, fear that I might not be included in projects from now on, fear that this per- my friend may not like me and might not invite me to the next party, fear that my partner might break up with me, fear that I might um, get prosecuted if I tell someone that I committed a crime and I might lose my freedom. So fear of loss is a valid reason not to have a tough conversation. Um, the other reason, and then I'll come back to this, the other reason is fear of discomfort. It's not even loss. I just don't mm-hmm. want to feel uncomfortable. I, I don't want this person to maybe accuse me of something or to think I'm oversensitive or to get defensive or to get angry. I don't want any of that because that's going to be awkward for me and I'm just being trained by a lifetime of striving for comfort to run from discomfort. So it's not even really anything that is going to kill us, but we just, we just don't want to feel it. So uh, once we know that and we get, oh, this is why I'm avoiding it. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Then we can make a choice. Am I willing to feel uncomfortable for the potential gain and the risk of loss? Am I willing to risk this consequence that this person could get defensive or they could like me less? Am I willing to do that for the potential gain? 
which brings up the next super important point. I wouldn't expect anyone to have a tough conversation if they couldn't at first generate the possibility of some good profit in the conversation. And by profit, I don't mean monetary profit necessarily. Just, just, I just mean that is the potential gain from this higher than the potential risk? And this is, this, this right. is my, my consulting background, right? I used to help companies with their risk. So, um, it, and it may not be. Sometimes the risk is too great. Like I, if, I, if I appear at the immigration line to get into the U.S., and they say, are you going to work in the country, Mr. Wood? No. No, I'm not at all. There's no way I'm going to work in this country without a green card. Right? Because I may decide that the risk of being uh, expelled from the country outweighs the gain of me feeling good in having integrity with the immigration mm. office. So I'm not saying you always do it, but here's the thing. The mind will present to you the risks because that's what it's supposed to do, the ego is there to protect you. So it will tell you, boss could get angry, right? That'll be right in your face. Boss might um, get upset with me. I might lose my job. That'll be right in your face. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. That'll be right in your face. But the mind is not particularly good at showing you all the upside. That's my job. I'm here to say, Mm -hmm. take a look at how good it could feel to get that off your chest. Take a look at what might happen if you said to your boss, the way you speak to me kind of grates at me a little bit. I wonder if we could explore shifting it so that I can mm-hmm. feel better about my job and enjoy coming to work more and maybe even be more productive. So with the worksheet you guys are going to get with a download, so you get the four-step blueprint, but you also get a worksheet so you can prep for this conversation. And I would invite you, even if for the scary ones, don't write them off yet. Do the worksheet. And once you've got the clarity, you might feel like, oh, I could do it now because now I see what's going on. The worksheet will ask you things like, what are you afraid of? What could go wrong? Let's just get honest about it. And then what is your hope? What could go really well out of this? And then are you willing to risk the, the bad thing for the good thing? And if the answer is no, okay, you're done. That's the end of your worksheet. If the answer is yes, mm-hmm. you can keep on going. You can work out if there's a request you might make. You'll write down what the issue is so that you can just get clear and not go in there and fumble with everything. And then you follow the first four steps. And um, chances are you'll do a much better job than if you just went in cold and tried to kind of fumble, which I still think, I've got I to say, I still think is better than not doing it all. I do think it's better mm-hmm. to fumble even if the, you get a, a train wreck. As a result, because usually you can get a do-over and you, can, you learn mm-hmm. something from it. But if you follow the four-step blueprint, the chances are it's probably going to go way better than you thought. I like this because you're giving also some kind of assessment. So to deal with perhaps objections that come up in the mind, but mm-hmm. then you're bringing in the positive outcome that, you know, it, it, it can be more positive and, in fact, it was in that example that you shared with that one client of yours, uh, which is true. Our mind's protection usually goes to what can go wrong. You know? And a lot of times that's where we sit, you know, we just stay with that. Um, so this yeah. bringing in, it's quite daring, you know, it's quite daring. It, it is. You know, what just came to mind is a, an example from my life. I had a, um, 
a podcast host interview me for a podcast, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I I offered to give him a coaching session uh, for free as a as a gift to invest in the relationship, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up for the session. And mm. all right, I didn't like I didn't like that. That wasn't great. You know, it was half an hour. I couldn't really get back out of my life, but that happens. But what triggered me was when he wrote and said, oh, that was my mistake. I've used your booking link to adjust it to next week. And that got me. I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're going to adjust this? Firstly, in my mind, it's not an adjustment. This is a no-show, and I'd like you to understand that there was an impact, that that was half an hour <laughs> of my time gone. And secondly, you're assuming that I'm willing to just do it again instead right. of asking me. And so I'm not, and this took, I didn't realize this in the moment. This took me like an hour to work out. Why am I so upset by this? And I realized I wasn't feeling like he was respecting my time. And I realized I wasn't a yes to rescheduling until we got this cleared up. So Mm -hmm. I went through the worksheet myself. I realized I'm afraid that he's going to think I'm high maintenance, that I'm oversensitive. Mm -hmm. I'm worried Mm -hmm. he's going to get defensive. And then he's going to badmouth me in the industry and tell people that guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's what I was worried about. But what I, my hope was that we might get on the same page and I might feel respected and still be able to give him a session and make a difference to his life. So I decided to risk my reputation and my comfort um, to get to the path of, of making a difference for him and also for my own integrity just to be self-expressed. So mm-hmm. I actually raised the issue with him and I did this in a video. And that's was one thing I recommend sometimes to people um, do it in a video first, just to start the ball rolling. And I got the most amazing result from him. He said, this is so amazing. Can I splice this into the interview that we did? Can I, can I mm-hmm. show people the video you sent me in the podcast interview? Because you're right. I wasn't respecting your time and I am sorry and I would like to rebook, and I'd like to do this. So now I'm going to do a podcast interview uh, for my own podcast and have him come on live, and we're going to play the video as well. We're both going to do it on our podcast. And that would never wow. happen if I hadn't taken no, a risk wow. to be honest. That really opened up a whole new possibility. You know, there's expansion there now, real growth and real interconnectivity. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty amazing. That, wow, David, that. I love what you're about. I love what you're doing. I just find it so helpful and it's definitely a roadmap for people um, into their own, you know, more ex- growth of self-expression. Cause I think that's so important. Um, sometimes hard to do, you know, but when you have more confidence and you're expressing more, uh, you definitely have a blueprint for that. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wanted to know what's the best website because we're winding out of time now. What's the best website that people yeah. can um, connect with you? I know you talked about um, assessment also. Yeah. So um, I, I'll give you the link and you guys can download the free uh, four-step blueprint to Tough Conversations. And also um, I'd love you to join my podcast, which is quite new, called Tough Conversations with David Wood. You can listen to Michelle as well as me. Um, so go to playforreal.life, playforreal.life. .life, love it. Okay, playforreal.life. And is that also where the um, 
the questionnaire is also? Yeah, you'll get the blueprint. Um, you can take an assessment for your life. And it's also just, mm-hmm. there's a way that you can request a uh, discovery session with me. If something resonated with okay. you on this call, then it'll tell you how to qualify for a free session. So uh, okay. lots that you can do at play for all at the same link, playforreal.life. Love it. All right, David, this has been fantastic. Uh, great insights and information. Thank you so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. I've, been, I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. All right. You take good care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Okay, that was David Wood. really like what he was talking about. Very um, not only insightful and good information, but practical to ground those ideas. Um, he's the author of Get Paid for Who You Are, and we were diving into tough conversations that we tend to avoid, which are our doorways to love, success, and confidence. You can find out more information about David, and you can take the five-minute life assessment. Um, there's other resources on his website, as well as if you would like to um, find out more information about his work or do a session with him, you can go to playforreal.life. That's playforreal.life. All right, everyone, as always, it's so great to connect with all of you. You know, each Wednesday, this is such a great connecting. You're co-creating this. Uh, just remember, for all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, you can go to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Join my, my socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, of course, and the Awakenings group, as well as YouTube at Soul Insights for Michelle Mache and soulplayground.life. And to know next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. I'm getting woke and staying woke. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.